0: Two hours down, two hours to go, the Bill Michael Show. Back at it. Good to have you on board today on this Friday edition. And uh, good to talk to Chuck Freeman, um, And which kind of begs the question, are you thinking with what's going on right now regarding the Brewers that it's uh, just kind of a wait and see? they got the general manager's meeting coming up, or not general manager, owner's meetings coming up, uh, I believe it's next week. As a matter of fact, next week is the, uh, the um, excuse me, the uh, owners meetings, or, or excuse me, the GM meetings. The GM meetings is going to be at uh, Scottsdale, Scottsdale, Arizona. They do it at a really nice resort out there. So that's coming up. And then uh, they've got uh, coming up as well, the deadline for teams and players to make decisions on contracts. Also, the quote, quiet period comes to an end. And Major League free agents are free to start signing with any club. As of 4 o'clock Central Time, uh, coming up, I think that is Monday. Monday is when it gets underway. So if there's going to be free agents out there, maybe clubs are going to start talking to them. Uh, It's also the deadline for clubs to start tendering qualifying offers to uh, those that they want to bring back. And then you've got uh, December 4th through the 6th, the winter meetings are going to be in Nashville. Including the uh, Major League Baseball draft lottery will play out. And the Rule 5 draft is going to be on December 6th. So you've got that as well. And then you've got, uh, you know, you get into January, February, February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. February 14th, Brewers pitchers and catchers report to spring training. So before you know it, it's going to be here. You know, we got a lot of stuff left to go. Don't get me wrong. A lot of football, a lot of basketball. We've got bowl games. We've got holidays. And then all of a sudden, Super Bowl. And boom, bang, right there. The very next week, pitchers and catchers. Going to be in spring training. So there you have it. uh 1670 uh, And don't forget, you've got uh, some of the contract options. you got Mark Canna. He's got a $2 million buyout, but $11.5 million club option coming up. The lefty, Wade Miley. Has a 1 million dollar buyout but a 10 million dollar mutual option usually because it's a mutual option usually mutual options don't not both sides agree so miley might think he's worth more the brewers might think he's not worth more so that 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 one's going to be that one's going to be interesting uh shafin the lefty he's got a 7 club option, 7.25 million club option, and the lefty Justin Wilson has a $2.5 million club option as well. And Canna and Miley, as Adam McCalvey put it, uh, they're interesting. Both productive veterans who brought something important to Milwaukee on and off the field. The Brewers do have an abundance of other outfielders, including their crop of uh, just graduated guys like Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich, Joey Weimer, but all deserve. And he believes they're all going to get big league bats next year. But Canna could still fit if the Brewers see him maybe as an option over at first base. Or you can move him around. And as for Miley, the mutual options rarely picked up, like I'd said. But it it does happen sometimes. Aramis Ramirez and the Brewers agreed on a reunion in 2014, for example. And Miley loves pitching in Milwaukee. The Brewers have a need. With so many question marks in their starting rotation, they may not want to let him go. So, uh, so Wade Miley could end up uh, remaining as a Milwaukee Brewer, and the arbitration eligible players, by the way, for those that were asking, Corbin Burns again, Adrian Hauser, Hobie Milner, uh, Joel Piemps, uh, Devin Williams, uh, Bryce Wilson, Brandon Woodruff, uh, Willie Adamas, Rowdy Telez, Abraham Toro, and outfielder Tyrone Taylor. Woodruff coming off the ten and a half million dollar salary in 2023, going to miss the entire year of 2024. Uh, so we'll see if, they, if that uh, his agent, Bo McGinnis, and the Brewers can work things out. Uh, in the meantime, Corbin Burns, obviously. You know, Rowdy Telez, i got to think that that's, that's probably not going to happen. But just some things to think about when, in regards to the Milwaukee Brewers. So there you go. Uh, this is from uh, Mike Campbell who says, uh, Hey, Bill, Wednesday's huddle was the best ever. Great guests, lively crowd, cute blondes, and a marriage proposal. It had it all. it did it did we had that uh if you're watching on the camera on wednesday night uh people were noticing a couple of the the female patrons uh i guess and then what one guy said one guy said uh, is she single and can i marry her so we did have a marriage proposal uh yeah we had it was a wild show it was good no doubt it was really good uh, our buddy Steve says next weekend when you're at the Distillery in Grafton I'm going to be at the Sendix in Grafton selling poppies for the American Legion. Please ask everybody to donate. Thank you. Remember all the veterans. Yeah, uh, we are going to be at the Distillery in Grafton not this Sunday, next Sunday when the Brewers in uh, when the Brewers when the Packers are in Pittsburgh. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we're going to be at the Distillery w- with a watch party. So come on out, uh, watch the game. We're going to be doing the Green and Gold post-game show live from the Distillery in Grafton immediately following the game 3 to 5. Uh, and we'll be there uh, in in conjunction with their efforts to raise funds for Fisher House, Wisconsin. It's Veterans Day weekend, and we hope that you do come out and support us, support the veterans, enjoy the Packers watch party, maybe some good food, a beverage or two, and all those proceeds, uh, go or proceeds, portion of the proceeds, go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. So the distillery kind of putting their money where their mouth is. And my buddy Tim, who uh, is the GM over there, he's a great guy and said, hey, would you come out and help us? And, I, you know, hey, if it's for veterans, I'm there in a heartbeat. So we're going to bring the entire show, the postgame show, live to the Stillery in Grafton coming up next Sunday. So if you don't have any plans from Sheboygan all the way down to Milwaukee, uh, West Bend, and everywhere in between, come on by and say hello. We'd love to have you at the Stillery in Grafton next weekend. So that's going to be a fun time too. And e- there might even be, maybe, an appearance by one Grant Bills. We shall see. We shall see not promising anything, but you never know the thought of uh, a little bit of food and beverage for Grant and, and <laughs> company it. may, uh, may, may entice him to come north and maybe do the postgame show with us.
1: Oh, I got it. Just offer I, him some free food. He might turn up. Yeah. That's yeah. Basically how I don't
0: know work. if, uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to ask Mike today. I think Mike is going to Pittsburgh, but if Mike doesn't go to Pittsburgh, we, we could have a trifecta, which would be, that would be nice. But uh, we'll find out. I know Mike is uh, on his way. I think Mike's on his way to Lambo right now. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to touch base with Mike. And we'll ask him in the next hour if he is uh, going. indeed going to I would assume he's going to Pittsburgh. It's not not that far. It's not even a bad drive, to be honest with you. So, I would assume he's going to Pittsburgh, but we'll see. We'll find out. But if he's not, psh, we'll get him to join us. We'll get him to join us for sure. Uh, This is from Amber, who says, uh, great show today. Yesterday's show was a cluster. What the hell happened? Amber, after all was said and done, if you listen to the first hour of the show, after all was said and done, all the technical heads got together, engineering got together, Microsoft people got together, Restream, uh, IT people got together, myself, we all collaborated via Zooms and everything else in this room. Uh, It turned out it was a bad cord. So I pulled, pulled the cord out of my my backpack that I used to charge my phone with plugged it in and the damn thing worked. So Amber, it was a cluster. <laughs> the mental giants that were including myself were thinking way too deeply when sometimes it's the simplest thing. And that's exactly what happened. So thank you very much for reminding me yesterday. It was a cluster. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Getting back to the Packers, uh, Joshua says, "How are we supposed to get better when the young guys have no idea how to play this offense, and now they are so so? Uh, now they are supposed to lead us. What the hell is he thinking by letting some of the veterans go? Well, he only let one veteran go, okay? Uh, and and gr- granted, I, it's tough. I get it. Uh, when you've got an outspoken leader in your locker room, and suddenly he's not there anymore, that leaves a void. Uh, there is definitely a voice void in that locker room." But when it comes to the offense, the only thing you can do is rely on one another, get into that room and work collectively, challenge one another, challenge one another to be better. Um, I know that over the years, and I'm going to use a baseball analogy, but I've, I've, I've known this at times that you look at guys like in the bullpen or even go back to, you know, the group of starters and such. Uh, When Trevor Hoffman was here, Trevor Hoffman used to challenge guys on strikeouts, used to challenge guys on base hits, on ground balls, on fly outs, and they would, like, have a pool, basically. They'd throw a little bit of money into a pool. And guys would try to outdo each other. And so there was almost a competition. So it was – Added pressure, but it also brought the focus and the concentration of everybody together. I know back in the day when, uh, you know, the Reds back in 1990, Jose Rio got everybody together in the pitching staff. And for, you know, they put a pot of money together, and whoever had the most successful sacrifice bunts, whoever had the most strikeouts, whoever had the most ground ball outs, whoever had the most scoreless innings. And I mean, they had a pool for everything. I mean, they had money in that thing, too. But they all dug in, and it became competitive. And that was kind of the focus. The, the Going out and facing a team's big hitter was no big deal, it was facing the guys in the dugout, and they got into it. And lo and behold, they became one of the best pitching staffs in baseball, and they went on to win a World Series, uh, sweeping everybody and swept the mighty A's back then with the Bash brothers. So it, it happens. And much like with, with with baseball, the Green Bay Packers, that – that rookie receiving room, that inexperienced receiving room, they can all get together and start challenging one another. You know, no false starts, no drop passes, or maybe for every drop pass, you got to put, you know, 500 bucks in a pot or, you know, whatever. I mean, but, but things like that start to generate concentration and maybe it's something now I know, you know, football is going to say, well, that's illegal income and you know, whatever, uh, but it goes on. And so, Maybe something like that. Somebody needs to step up and challenge the guys in some way other than just critiquing them on the football field as far as like practice goes. But really, let's be honest, Wednesday through Friday is when you win a game. Sunday is merely the, the result of what you did Wednesday through Friday. So if we keep seeing drop passes, guys not concentrating, holding penalties, false start, delay of game, all that stuff. If we keep seeing that, then I got to believe that's Wednesday through through Friday, man. And that's where preparation becomes prevalent. And if you're not getting in good prep, uh, preparation, then who do you start to look at? You know? Who do you start to look at? Is it the guys or is it the coaching? That's where I think when you asked me earlier about whether or not Matt LaFleur was on the hot seat, I kind of fall in the same... I'm not as firmly entrenched in the same realm as Rob Reichel, who was with us earlier, but I am. I I lean to that a little bit more because he will get a little bit of a pass this year. But next year, all bets are off. But the fact that Rob is putting together an article, and I'm going to be really interested in reading that article when you talk about the draft choices, the talent that's on the field, guys that are good, guys that are average Joes, and guys that have been kind of busts. And that's, uh, boy, I tell you what, when he started to reel that off today and started to go through those players, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, you might have to start looking towards the front office.
1: This is why I asked you a couple weeks ago, Bill, whenever that was, I said, what's the best draft pick Brian Gutekunst has? And, you know, Elton Jenkins, Jair, Rashawn Gary, but none of those guys are awesome. They're very good, no, right? But has he gotten one guy who can completely take over a game, a game-breaker type? I don't think nope. so. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Um,
0: I there There's and, – and that's what I said. Is there a game changer there? And, you know, you, you can talk about a guy like a Tariq Hill, a guy that can break it open, or a T.J. Watt, or a Nick Bosa, or a Max Crosby. You can talk about a tight end like a Travis Kelsey. Now, I think Musgrave has a pretty high ceiling and I'm excited to see him grow. But for the, all these guys that have come into the league, that have busted into the league in their rookie campaign as high draft choices, maybe not even high draft choices. At times, you can get a second or third round guy. But when you start looking at this, and you look at guys that come into the league as draft choices, and uh, you know uh, Nakua, perfect example. Nakua was drafted in the fifth round this year. Fifth round, which means... Everybody in the National Football League passed on him five times. In the fifth round, they found this guy, and he's he's unbelievable. And he, would be a, he would be your top dog right now on this team. He's polished. He's a good runner. He's He would be a starter. He's not out of a big program. He's out of BYU, but that would be a guy that I would have looked at and said, hell yes, he's got all the intangibles. You know, when you look at a guy like Nakua, and I, you know, again, the Packers passed on him, but this guy's 6'2". He's 6'2", just over 200 pounds, and he's got amazing speed, and he runs a route damn near better than most most ones on many teams. How did this guy get so far gone? You know, don't get me wrong, I I like what Jaden Reed brings to the table, but I'd take Nakua right now over anybody on this Packers roster, and yet... Missed? Missed on him. Uh 867 1670 Head us up. Got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.
2: Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November. 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com.
1: Certain restrictions apply to showroom for details offered on this 11-30-2023.
0: Welcome back good to have you the bill michaels show we are on the air and don't forget about our friends at boondocks barbecue burgers and brews they have got weekly specials and we got to get a. we're gonna i'm gonna talk to tom we're gonna get a show out there whether it's a huddle or it's going to be a uh, a, a post game show one of the two but we're gonna be out at boondocks at some point faux show and they got a lot of good food out there great place Uh, you know, I know that the outside, you know, party patio and stuff is closed, but the inside's big. And the one thing I love about boondocks is that veterans, if you are a veteran or a military member, you go in and show your ID and say, I need a table. And if they're really busy, they will always get you a table in the veteran room. Uh, that is you get first come first serve for that veteran room. So you take a priority. So, uh, if you are a veteran, you go out and show your ID, they put you right in the veteran room. That's, that's just so cool. Cool that they do that. Not a lot of places do that, uh, but they do, and they believe in it. So Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews right there on County K in Oconomowoc, Stone Bank, Wisconsin. Find them over on Facebook or just go to BoondocksBBQS, BoondocksBBQs.com. Good stuff there. Uh, coming up, bottom of the hour, Jim Ozarski. We're going to talk some Bucks basketball with Jim coming up. So we're going to get into that discussion, talk with him about his level, uh, if any, of concern to try to get this team – uh, looking a little bit better. Uh, they just haven't figured out the, the defensive prowess yet. Not that they have a lot of defenders, but uh, they have not played good defense. Uh, it's very much wash, rinse, repeat from last year, where they get off to a lead and then they give up that lead and then they got to make a furious comeback. And they, we talked about it yesterday. Their losses have been by you know anywhere from 15 or more. Their wins have been by very few. So they got to figure this out, and we'll talk to Jim Ozarski about it coming up here uh, in just a little bit. Uh, Max says, uh, looking forward to the show at Burkle's. You're going to be there on Sunday, right? Question mark. Yes, we will. Burkle's one block over, and hopefully we're talking about some progress via the Green Bay Packers, something we can hang our hat on to bar the phrase, uh, to you know, kind of you know steal the phrase from Matt LaFleur. Need to hang our hat on something. So, yes, we're going to be at Burkle's one block over, immediately following the game, 3-5. to five. And uh, hopefully you are a face in the crowd. He also says, uh, "I'm glad you don't post a bunch of weird stuff on Facebook. Uh, I watch your stuff there and on Instagram. Great pictures from the Halloween party. Uh, no inspirational posts. Thank you very much. Um, I I don't know if you're against them. I I the the whole thing with inspirational posts. I I get it." people post stuff. If you have an emotion or a feeling, you know Um, what was the one I read the other day? You know, the best sound I've ever heard are my footsteps walking away from toxic people. And it's like, okay. You know, the bottom line is uh, that if if you need all of that to become inspired, then something's wrong with your life, I guess. But uh, to me, it's like, go treat everybody the way you want to be treated, live your life, work your ass off, do your, do the right thing. And And all the other garbage that's circulating around the world right now, maybe it just doesn't invade your world. You know, I don't know what else to tell you. Yes, Grant.
1: Well, I was just going to chime in and say that that was a funny comment to me. It's like, thank you for not trying to inspire me every day. Thank you for just
2: leaving (laughs) leaving me alone. I
0: I will say, and I don't know if you notice this, but I can go on Instagram or I can go on Facebook. uh, Every now and then, if you know, I don't really open up a TikTok, my TikTok account that often, but every now and then there, too. And I get, uh, and maybe it's because you'll, you'll like something and it starts to come to you more via the algorithms. Uh, but I get overwhelmed with this inspirational stuff and that, you know, what else pisses me off name four things you can live without. And there's like a list of 20, like during Halloween, it's always the same old crap. Out of these four candies, what do you eliminate? Who cares? I'm eating them all. I'm going to the store right now. I'm eating them all. I'm not eliminating everything. My ass is going to be huge. I don't care. I These things, name one band you could live without. What's the first band you would play if you saw a speaker set up like this? Who cares? You just wasted 30 seconds of my life by reading this crap. So I completely agree. I completely agree that explain things
1: i like the facebook videos that are the the terrible home improvement tips that are only designed to piss people off and get them to comment that's wrong you're using the wrong tool i I don't know what it is about those videos that's that's my garbage form of entertainment on facebook
0: i you know what i do watch some of the home improvement stuff just because i'm always looking for an idea um so i i love that uh some of the you know and the other thing that's gotten to me I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to be negative here for a second, as if I haven't been already, uh, is the when you start to scroll and you click on videos, and then video after video after video. So, like, you'll get a video of, like, a friend driving down the road the other day in the snow, okay? And then you get all the Karens. You should have your two hands on the wheel. (laughs) Shut up. So you get that. And the other thing that uh, I can watch and then it starts to bother me is the attitude of some people today of whether it's young or old, the Karens of the world, people that don't want you to park on the street where it's a public street in front of their house that'll come out and try to boot your tires. And this happens. This stuff happens. Or you get those arguments like in a McDonald's where people just go off and suddenly a fight breaks out. And I've gotten to the point now, and I, I hate to say this, but if I ever had anybody in my face like that, where people just think that they can do whatever they want and say whatever they want to you, and you just have to take it? No. I, I, you just don't know with people today. I'm knocking somebody's ass out, and I'm walking away. I, I just – I'll end up in jail because just some of the – and it starts to bother me after a while, like really start to hurt my heart that people act like this. So I, I have to turn it off because it starts – what happens is, is you watch it one or two, and then it all starts to pop up, and it gets into your algorithm, and then that's all you get. And so I got to turn it off. I will say one thing, though. I love, like, watching com- uh, comedy. I'll watch Jim Gaffigan. I'll watch Cat Williams. I'll I'll watch, uh, you know, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart from the old days, not the new stuff. His new stuff stinks. Um, you know, Larry the Cable Guy. I watch all that stuff. I love that stuff. So I, I always click like when I go past those guys because then I get more of it. Ron White's gotten really weird. So Ron White, who used to be part of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, he's gotten a little bit weird. He's off the beaten path a little bit. But I'll, I'll watch all that stuff.
1: I feel like comedians can only keep up their shtick for so long. Like, it's got to be hard to be a comedian because the world changes so much. And I yeah. I don't know. It's hard to be a comedian and be on top of it and be hilarious and current for a long stretch of time.
0: You know, it's funny because the way you look at it, and I did that for a very brief period of time in my life, um, the way you look at it is every day it's going to give you something new. It's how you look at it. Every day is something new that you can, you can look at. Some things just work and you stick with it. But every day you've got something new, it's how you interpret it. Because I listen to, when I'm driving, because people always say, what do you listen to? I usually listen to one or two things. I'll listen to games. If there's good sports talk on, I'll find it. But I flip on uh, Sirius XM and I listen to the comedy channels. That's all I do. And I've got a little dial in my car on my armrest that I just scroll. So I'll find something that interests me and makes me laugh, because I'd rather laugh and feel good, than get angry and frustrated and feel bad. Music's one thing, but it's that's what I do. I listen to that stuff, and some of the stuff is like I, it makes you think. I've ne- not only does it make you think, but it makes you think, and it's funny to laugh at, and I love that. When it, I loved people that I love people that make me think, that make me say I didn't see life that way, or I didn't see a situation that way. And, and, or just explain it to me so much better because I'm idiot one oh one and I need it. So I, I love that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> they're talking about, I, I don't know what's going on over in the live stream. Suddenly I saw the term ayahuasca come up and it's like, okay, it, got, it catches your eyes and then you gotta, you gotta move. Uh, let's do this. We got Jim Ozarski. We're going to talk some bucks basketball when we come back. And I want to ask Jim, uh, what his level right now, if if at all, of concern is with this team that, again, much like last year, get off to a big lead, give it up, fight to the death, and then all of a sudden walks away with a win. They're sitting at 2-2. Two and two. Game coming up tonight down at the serve Forum against the New York Knicks, but... Uh, how long you got to kind of get this thing together? You know what I mean? This portion of the program brought to you by the Four Seasons Island Resort. They have a Christmas wine dinner coming up. If you have not ever done one of these wine dinners, they're awesome. The pairings at this last wine dinner they did for the fall that we went to was was perfect. I mean, it literally was perfect. The, everything complemented the taste of everything. It was outstanding. And I can only imagine what the one coming up for Christmas is. But the food was perfectly portioned. The desserts were awesome. The wine was incredible. And it's it's for one cost. If you are interested in doing something like this and you want to get up there on a weekend, a beautiful weekend up north, Four Seasons Island Resort, call our girl Barb because they have limited seating. I think it's only like 75 people that are involved in this. So call them, 715-938-5110. 715-938-5110. Use the promo code Michaels15 and you can get 15% off of your room, not the dinner, but your room, which is awesome. Go up on a Friday and a Saturday and enjoy yourself. The Four Seasons Island Resort, or uh, you can just check them out online as well. But give our girl Barb a call, 715-938-5110. We got Jim Ozarski talking Bucks basketball next on the Bill Michael This is
2: the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: And all on this Friday edition, I've kind of gotten energized. I'm enjoying the show. The uh, the urge to drink has left <laughs> for the time being. Woke up today sluggish, ready for a beer. So not today, you know. Going to the gym, you never want to sit there and go. You know what? I think I I, I wish these treadmills had cup holders f- for beer. So. Not the way you want to start your day necessarily, but feeling good today. We got uh, more than a few segments left to go in the program next hour. Mike Clemens is going to join us to talk a lot of Packers football. In the meantime, what's up with a box? Uh, Jim Ozarski, our guy on the ground, at Jim Ozarski uh, from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, covering the box, joining us on the hotline. Jim, uh, I'm going to start off asking you this. So uh, I said people are concerned. They're like, oh, my God, this team doesn't play defense. They don't do this. They don't do that. You know, you got to be outraged. And I said, I am right now at a concern level of maybe a three at best because it's going to be a figuring-out period. Give me your thoughts.
2: Yeah, but look, it's um, (laughs) – I I can't tell a fan how to fan, right? But this is somewhat expected when you fire a coaching staff that won 70% of its regular season games and you're starting over. Um I mean, I I understand Adrian Griffin saying, Hey, there's a foundation. I want to build on that. But defensively, it is a total redo. I mean, they're not running drop and they're not running the bud stuff. This is all new things. So you're unwinding all of that, that the championship core has been used to for three to five years, incorporating a brand new starting backcourt. Um, So, yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you. Um, it doesn't mean it's fun. <laughs> I mean, as Damian Lillard said in Toronto, like, we don't want this to happen. It's not – it doesn't feel real good. Um, but I think, to a degree, some of it has to be a little expected. It, it looks worse than maybe anyone thought. So that's what's on the coaching staff now is to try to tighten this up at least a little bit so you're not having these uh, th- these blowout performances against some some pretty bad teams.
0: I, you know, uh, Jim, when I see last year, and it was kind of a, one of those things, and in the back of my mind, I said, "This is store this, because I saw them play a lot of games, win a lot of games, they get off to these big leads, they'd be up by 20, you kind of think it's over, all of a sudden, you go into the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, you blink your eyes, and it's a two-point game, and then they had to scrap and fight and claw to, to, to win ball games. and then it cost them in the postseason, when they got off the big leads against Miami and they ultimately frittered them away. I'm not saying that's the same this year because it's a different group of guys. How long do you give this team to kind of figure out one there is no identity to figure out. We know who the shooters are. We know who the, you know, kind of who this team revolves around, but how long do you give them to kind of figure things out, how to play together with a little bit different chemistry now?
2: Yeah, it, it it's interesting. So offensively, I really don't have um, any issues. I realize they're they're like sort of a, I mean, they're already a top 10 offense in these four games, even though, you know, you're going to get your, your, uh, uh, your analytics guys saying they're not even running, they're not running Damon Giannis pick and roll enough. Um, I mean, there's a reason for that. They're, they're trying to get everyone invested and involved. Bill, Chris Middleton is still on this weird minutes restriction. So I think your question is more defensive based and look, you know, a a third of the season is is 25 games. Is that too long of a leash uh, to figure this out? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, And, and look, you you mentioned the, the, the big leads and giving that up. I mean, again, one of the reasons Adrian Griffin is hired is because the, the Bucks ownership front office kind of got tired of the way things were going. And so how do you change that? How do you fix that? They have run so many different schemes and styles in these four games than Bucks fans have seen in five years. Um, and that's, I think, Bill, that's the thing, right? You got so used to this one thing that worked really, really well. And now mm-hmm. you're seeing a bunch of different things that right now, none of it's really working well. So it, it, So I get it. I I think my my gut bill says I want to give it 20-25 games to see what Adrian Griffin settles into because I think they're just trying a bunch of different stuff. And unfortunately, through four games and specifically these two bad losses, um, it, it hasn't worked. But yeah, look, they beat the 76ers. They handled Joel Embiid. Right, and like the heat right. game, yeah. That Duncan Robinson and those guys kind of heated their way to a, a close game, but Jimmy Butler was a non-factor, right? So it's not like the, the ceilings falling in here, Bill. Um, so you tell me okay,
0: first I gotta do this because the commercial popped up in front of me. What in the hell is the in-season tournament? Can you
2: explain this? <laughs> okay, real quick, starts tonight. They count for regular season games. This is just a regular season game, but it's this pool play, Bill. Um, it's it's the Knicks, the Heat, Washington, Charlotte, and the Bucks. Long story short, um, if if the Bucks sort of win these, you know, these five games, um, they go to Vegas or they go to the, this playing kind of tournament knockout round. They can win a trophy in early December in Las Vegas if they win the whole thing. Basically, Bill, it's it's a way for. The league to try to get the players and coaches more invested in some of these regular season games to make them feel a certain way about it. Bucks fans going to Pfizer Forum tonight. They're going to see a brand new court at Pfizer Forum. Every every team is going to have this to sort of show the fans that something's different. Um, really, it's it's European soccer style. Go to jsonline.com. I've got a primer for yeah. everyone there on all of this. But Bill, it's really just a way to try to get these guys teams and coaches and players to care about games in November, December.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I knew that's kind of what it was. And the problem is, and I, I, I get what the league is trying to do, but if I'm a team, Jim, do I, if I've got a guy that's got a little bit of an ailment, that's one of my stars. Do I give two dams about
2: the end season tournament? My gut says no. We're going to see this for the Bucs, Bill, in a couple weeks. They've got a road game in Charlotte on a Friday. That's a cup game. They come home and play Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving and the Dallas Mavericks the next night. Um, Both are nationally broadcast. Both fit in that requirement that the league wants these star players to play in. It's a back-to-back. Road and home, not easy. Um, What do the Bucs do? Technically Giannis and Chris might get exceptions because they had off season surgeries. Um, So don't be surprised if one or both of them pop up on the injury report earlier in the week or something like that with the, uh, you know, some soreness. Bill, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Um, Damien said something interesting. He said that he found out that if you win the whole thing, each player gets $500,000 and for a guy like Lillard, he was like, That that's okay. Hey, I'll take it if you give it to me. But mm-hmm. the two-way players get that, and that's almost their entire salary for the year. And so right. you have – so Damien said, Hey, we could take care of our guys if we win this thing, aside from just winning a trophy. So that'll be interesting, Bill. Like if you've got guys like like who think like Dame, um, maybe, right? Because they're gonna want to yeah. take care of it's like voting the playoff shares in baseball, right, Bill?
0: Right, right. No, I, I get it. Hey, I, I'm glad that, you know, I, I'll say this, that kind of mentality goes a long way towards leadership of a team and inclusionary of a team and bringing everybody in, just not sitting on your on your pile of money going, well, I'm one of the stars, I don't need to do this. Right? right? That goes a long way for some of those young guys that are working their ass off day in and day out, and those are the guys that you're going up against in practice that you're beating the hell out of or they're beating the hell out of you or you're just trying to get by and trying to just do a semblance of something just to kind of get ready for the next game, that goes a long way. I'll, I'll say that. Give me your thoughts real quick on, on Adrian Griffin, and you know, just kind of the way you've watched him coach.
2: Yeah, it's it's you know he he kind of I think it was a half joke yesterday after practice where he said, "Hey, look, this is a little harder than I thought um as a first year head coach." And and he's had his hiccups. Look, like last uh, you know two nights ago in Toronto, you know, coming out of the half, Bill um, he thought Chris Middleton was done for his minutes restriction. Someone told him, Nope, Chris has still got four minutes left. So he kind of did a substitution for Brooke 90 seconds in Brooke doesn't play to the fourth quarter. Cause they're trying to figure something out with a small lineup. So, you know, th- there's been a, a, a you know um, you know, we haven't really seen a timeout issue, you know um, right. but obviously you can see that he's trying to work through some things rotation wise, scheme wise. Um, and, and look, I, his hire was based a lot of uh, on relationships and having open door policies, Bill. And you know he had guys in yesterday to talk to the, to him about what they're seeing, what they're feeling defensively, offensively, etc. So I think the style and his manner is very different from Mike Budenholzer. I think that's why they one of the reasons why they made the change. Um, you can see what he's trying to do. Um, now it's just he's got to help. He's got to get these guys in and doing it. And that that's ultimately what the coach is there to do, right? Get them to do the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's, I think, Phil is still uh, to be determined. Good stuff as always,
0: Jim. Enjoy that quest for the trophy play, play game <laughs> tonight. Uh, <laughs> it's, okay, I get it. And I, I hope they win it for the young guys' sake, for the guys that aren't making a ton of money. I hope they win it for their sake. So, good stuff. Uh, and then we'll touch base real soon, okay? Thanks, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's Jim Ozarski. Jim Ozarski, part of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network staff now. Him, Mike Clemens, our guy Chuck Freeman. We got you covered. Grant Bills, making all the money. That's We're just kind of getting whatever he pilfers to us, which is awesome. So there you go. Good, good stuff.
1: I'm making uh, money. I'm Wait, what was that? I'm making yeah. money. Well, you're
0: moving into new apartments. You're, you know, <laughs> drinking out of boxes of wine. Hell, you got it going on, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so we're going to break. We're going to come back. And uh, then I don't know what the hell we're going to do. But coming up here in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes, we got Mike Clemens going to join us. Take us the rest of the way. As we get ready for the – I I know what I want to do. I'm uh, going to ask you, and I'm going to ask some people out there as well. Badgers going into Indiana this weekend, and Badgers winning, losing, and score. I got the Badgers winning this one. I really do. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about this weekend, as a matter of fact. More of the Bill Michael Show next.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere
3: you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. Zero percent interest and no down payment for up to thirty-six months when you order by November thirtieth. Set your free in-home consultation today at pellawi.com.
1: Service restrictions apply. showroom for details. Offer ends twenty twenty-three.
3: You got to hit it back.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you. Got to say thanks to our friends for being a part of the program out there at JNL Tire and Service Center. JLTire.com. That's JLTire.com. Whether it's in Watertown or Johnson Creek, this time of year, you may have noticed on the first light snow of the season that your car slid a little bit. Sometimes it's not your car, it's your tires. And if you're looking for new tires, they're going to grip, going to have some uh, structure to them and keep you safe in the wintertime, and God knows we have winter times up here, then you want to get a hold of them. That's our friends at JNLTire.com, JNLTire.com. They are voted the best tire dealer, and they want to say thank you for voting them the best tire dealer. That's JNLTire.com, JNLTire.com. Lyle and his staff are good people, and they do a lot of philanthropic work. They really do. They're great, great, great people that way, and they've donated a lot of time and a lot of money. So there you go. Hey, um... The Badgers this weekend after the uh, – uh, can we say moral victory last Saturday night against the Ohio State Buckeyes? I thought they played extremely well. I'd love to see some more offense, but I thought they played extremely well. I, I've i got the Badgers winning this weekend, but it's not going to be easy. What I saw out of Indiana, they they went toe-to-toe, man, uh, with Penn State. Did a lot of good things. They, they – more so defensively than offensively, but they were able to move the football. And they got creative. Uh, some things that really, to be honest with you, I had not seen them do a lot of this year. So it's kind of some of the offense that I would love to see Matt LaFleur run, some of the misdirection. But they uh, they they were they gave them all they could handle. So do I think that they're going to beat the Badgers? No, of course not. But um, if the Badgers don't play a really good game, they, they could get beat. So I'm going to take the Badgers in this one, uh, something to the effect of 24-20. Might be a fair, might be a fair assessment. Uh, but I also think that the Badgers have found something in Braden Locke. And I like the way that he's throwing the football now. It goes back to, you know, you're going to have guys open. You have time to throw the football. The offensive line seems to be getting better. Seems to be getting better. And sometimes it's just a quarterback change that the offense gets better. Um, because maybe he sees things quicker, sees things different, gets rid of the football faster. So therefore that amount of pressure that you would normally feel might not be there because you're getting rid of the ball a little bit quicker. But uh, I really, I'm, I'm excited to see them play. I think it's 11 o'clock game tomorrow morning, but I'm excited to see them play in Indiana coming up tomorrow.
1: So I've got the Badgers winning this game. Grant, what do you got? Who you got in this one? I like the Badgers because I, I I don't think they had a moral victory last weekend, but they didn't have a crushing loss that erased all of the good vibes and the progress that it felt like was made against Illinois. So I I feel like the Packers had a great win against Illinois, good moment for everyone, and then they just maintained against Ohio State. They they didn't get a win, but it it wasn't a a step back, it felt like. So I like the the trajectory they're on right now. Yeah, I I do,
0: and I think the game against Ohio State and, and the job that Braden Locke did, I think it kind of, for people that were going, oh, God, is this air raid offense real? Is this going to happen? Because you know, we, 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 we want to judge quick. We want wins. We want them now. We want our expectations to be met. And it takes a while. It takes a while for the Packers. It takes a while for Luke Fickle and his staff. And uh, I just keep saying be patient because I, I really believe this is going to be a very, very good football program, better than what we've seen, in a while, it's going to be a very good football program. And you just have to be patient. I mean, obviously, there's some, some holes to fill. You and I can all look at it and go, okay, they need this, this, and this. But I, I, I really believe in what's going on out there. I have from the beginning, and I, I may not like the results, and I may bitch, whine, and moan, but I know what's, what's on the horizon. I know what's on the horizon, so hang in there. Another hour yet to go. This hour, got to listen. Mike Clemens is coming up here in about 15 minutes. Mike's going to take us the rest of the way, and there has been a lot to unpack this week. Oh, my goodness. A lot to unpack. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Mike Clemens is going to join us. That is going to be coming up. Don't forget, we are going to be at Burkle's. One block over. Burkle's one block over. Coming up, the Green Gold Postgame Show live from Burkle's. Coming up after the game on Sunday. We hope to see you there as a face in the crowd. More of the Bill Michaels show coming up right after this.